You're listening to a fourth hand production. Story in the news today. You believe in ghosts and the paranormal? Now, are they are they UFOs or are they like some crazy experimental, you know, governmental? I don't you know, know. Planes man. that they're building. And police in Española are catching more than just criminals. They're catching images of what they believe are ghosts. There's this weird animal-like creature that was shot, wolf-like creature that just stood out in some odd ways. Welcome everybody to Strange Uncles. I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm Josh. And we actually have a guest on the show tonight uh, that we've been kind of working on, and we absolutely love the fact that she's on. Uh, if you want to introduce yourself real quick. Um, so my name is Amanda Woomer, a.k.a. Spook Eats on the internet. <laughs> yeah, ex- <laughs> excellent. Um, and we got a little bit of an intro for you, too. The least we, we kind of owe you. First of all, thank you for uh, the banter back and forth on Twitter and other communications. So with a curiosity for the paranormal that rooted at an early age, Amanda decided to spend time visiting haunted hotspots since the early 2000s. In 2018, she decided to take her hobby and the love for the high strangeness one step further and created a blog called Spook Eats, where she pairs her love of the paranormal with what else? Food and drink. Since then, she has cataloged tons of locations and has traveled throughout the country, uncovering spooky stories and folklore, all the while pairing her adventures with great food and enjoying the other kind of spirits as she does her research. Amanda, welcome to Strange Uncles. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, no, I was, I was just going to say, uh, first of all, thank you for your time because I, I think, you know, we've been, I don't know, about three, well, actually, since this COVID started, we've been <laughs> talking a little bit back and forth. So yeah, it's been, it's been a wild ride to get here. So happy to be here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and again, you know, something we told you in the very beginning, we're, we're, we're pretty loose ended for the most part. You know, we just enjoy good conversation and anybody who shares the same love that we love in, uh, in this whole high strangeness for world, um, you know, we'll welcome on board. So, you know, much appreciate your time, um, and everything else. And I guess the first thing I just want to ask is, are you okay on your side? I mean, you are located for really way from us. So I'm sure you're kind of feeling the impacts. How are you looking over there? Um, I mean, I've been in my house aside from going on walks for 27 days now. Oh. Um, yeah, it's been something special. <laughs> um, so I've gotten lots of work done, which is good. Um, luckily, I'm situated in New York, but like when everyone hears New York, they think of New York City where it's horrible right now um yeah. i'm on the i'm on the complete opposite side of the state oh, um cool. so it isn't it isn't too bad here um but luckily at least my little world is taking it very seriously um so everyone that i know is still safe and sound and healthy um so that's all i can really ask for right now um yeah, yeah. that's good i feel like people that aren't taking it seriously and they're still comp- complaining about this quarantine thing it's like well if we all take it seriously right now we don't have to keep on doing this exactly so let's just nip this in the ass real quick and And then be done with it and then be done with it we don't have to keep doing this the rest of the year yeah yeah i agree i don't get that i don't get that one bit 
So yeah, it's pretty infuriating seeing like uh, just the other day for Easter, I guess there were like a couple hundred people up at our Capitol in Utah, just like smelling the cherry blossoms and taking family photos. And uh, it's just like, and they're not oh, family. Oh, with you people. Go, <laughs> Go home. home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. pretty frustrating. But it's, it's natural selection at work. So unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I mean it really is. The, the well, Darwin the Darwin theory, you know, in exactly in people are winning Darwin yeah, yeah. awards left and right, right, right. now. Oh, abs- absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I feel like they're just trying. There there's some people like that just like pompous, like trying to like prove that it won't happen to them or something like that. I don't know. My, my friends from Arkansas, she posted this video uh, from the university of Arkansas. There was these frat guys that were just like acting like frat guys. It's just as, as frat guys do. It's just a, <laughs> it's just a face palm, which is bad when there's not a pandemic going on. So. It, it's just bad in general. So you can imagine this is like just, yeah. Fucking awful. <laughs> All those teenagers that went to Florida for spring break ended up catching Right. It. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, it, I, I don't wish, yeah. I don't wish it upon anybody, but it is just kind of like, oh, yes. I, I'm, <laughs> fuck you. I'm so glad that happened to you, Unfor- unfortunately. But yeah. Yeah. So what was, uh, what kind of gave you the idea to do kind of a spooky traveling uh, paranormal? Uh, blog so I've always been interested in the supernatural and the paranormal and I'm a huge travel nerd like I've been traveling internationally since I was 12 um so I'm obsessed with all those things and I I like to eat food um so um for years it was kind of just kind of like floating around in my head as something that would be interesting to do but I don't have time I was in college and then I was overseas teaching English and just life never really worked out that way. Um, but then in 2015, my brother passed away. And that was kind of kind of like the kick in the butt that I needed to like actually start it. Um, and really my thought process as I was like really setting it up and starting it going was I can't be the only person that's lost a loved one, whether it's a friend or a family member. And so many times people have questions about life and death and what comes next after someone passes away I was included in that immensely I'm still questioning everything um and a lot of times like I would look into going to like paranormal places because that's really the only comfort that I get um is through paranormal experiences and every place I would really look into it was either an exorbitant amount of money to try to get into to investigate or it was just off limits entirely because I wasn't a famous ghost hunter. Um, so that's when I was kind of like, you know, there are haunted restaurants and bars that are just as haunted as, you know, these, you know, orphanages and jails that have been abandoned for a century. Like they're already open. They want you to come in. So that was kind of my thought process. And again, if I'm looking for answers and looking to find places that offer answers. Other people are too. So that was kind of my hope with Spook Eats was to create kind of like a network or a database of places that other people could go visit and maybe find answers for themselves while also getting an appetizer or a pint of beer. <laughs> that nice little sidekick, <laughs> you know, nothing else for that, you know. Um, yeah, that sounds way better than 
investigating orphanages. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. right? If nothing yeah. else, there's heat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Very important. Yeah. And I don't know if this is, um, this is too personal. Let me know, but was your, was your brother into the paranormal at all before he passed or was it just something that you had a heart for and, and, and that was your contact? No, we were, both of us were always really into it. Um, my parents, um, would take us on family vacations and we would go to places like Gettysburg and Salem places that like cities that have kind of like that dark reputation anyway. And like, we would go on ghost tours and we would you know, go ghost hunting, which in hindsight, you're like, okay, you were just a moron going into a cemetery <laughs> with a, an old Walkman recorder trying to get cool stuff. Right. Um, but well, that like, was so much fun when you were yeah, in Yeah, yeah <laughs> right? exactly. It really was. Yeah. Every, everyone did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, and um, when ghost, the show Ghost Hunters came out, he and I were obsessed with it. Um, uh-huh. I think I was like 14 when it came out and he would probably be about seven or eight. Um, so it was always like this thing that we were interested in, even like my whole family, we always had kind of like a, just an innocent curiosity about it. We found it interesting. Um, so it almost seemed almost like perfect to kind of, after he was gone, like, kind of like continue our love affair with the paranormal and the supernatural. That's cool. Yeah. That is cool. Um, I was wondering how were you traveling while you were 12? What do your parents what did they do for a living or <laughs> were you in the military or no <laughs> Sadly um, enough. in hindsight i look back i'm like wow like i don't know how they did it like how like every year we would go on a family trip somewhere and like sometimes it would be close to home and stuff like an hour or two away for a few yeah. days but other times like it would be like you know we're spending a week in gettysburg let's go down to key west um my dad was self-employed for years as just a, a contractor like he installed kitchens and cabinets and my mom cleaned older people's houses like they were both self-employed and I'm like where did you get this money like I travel now I pay for my travel I can't afford this yeah (laughs) it it definitely adds up that's awesome though that's I'm jealous No, that is really cool. And, and, you know, that's one of those things where uh, the same thing on my side, you know, I guess it, I don't know if it exists anymore, but there was a day when uh, there was such a thing as middle income people and they still decided yeah. they were able to go ahead and afford the vacations afford what they want to do. And, you yeah. know, sadly enough now it's just, you know, kind of what it is. Um, there's something that actually, and this is one of John's questions, but we're kind of pitch it and back and forth a little bit. Um, you mentioned experience when you were seven years old, I think during one of your, one of your travels, uh, do you mind kind of digging into that a little bit? Of course. Um, so this actually wasn't on any of my travels. This was in my childhood home, mm. um, which is like, oh, great. Um, <laughs> but um, I was in our house. Uh, we were probably moved in for about two or three years at that point. I was seven years old and I was lying in my bed. It was the middle of the night, but I wasn't like tossing and turning, trying to fall asleep or anything. I was just like comfortably laying there. And I looked up and my bedroom door was open and I could see out into the hallway. And like the way our family hallway is, is it's like the bathroom is across the hall. My brother's room is across the hall. There's the hallway. My parents' bedroom is next to me. And then there's a linen closet at the very end. And I was just laying there and I saw, I mean, not see through or anything like crystal clear, um, an old woman with kind of like bedhead in a bathrobe and slippers. And she just kind of like was shuffling through the hallway. She stopped, turned and looked at me and kept walking into our linen closet. 
And <laughs> wow. it, <laughs> it felt like probably like an hour, but probably like two seconds later, I just screamed bloody murder. Cause I'm like, there's no lady in our house. Like who, yeah. oh. who the hell is that? <laughs> um, I screamed. My mom actually ran through her as she went into really? the closet. Yes. I could see it from like, but how my head was, I could see the closet and she would like, she didn't see anything. And I told her what I saw. And my mom, she's like, Oh, sweetie, you were just dreaming. Blah, blah. And I was like, no, like I just screamed for you. I'm wide awake. Like I know I'm awake. And probably like wow. 10 years later, my parents finally told me that the previous owner had been an old woman and that she died in the house and her bedroom was my bedroom. Oh, really? <laughs> Thanks, yes. mom and dad. Yeah. Wow. I was like, oh, damn, I'm moving out. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the only time I ever saw her. I didn't feel like I grew up in a haunted house. Like it never felt that way. Like I have other family members at their houses. Like there's some creepy shit going on in their houses. Mm -hmm. I don't stay there. Like I don't like it. Uh, my house never felt that way. I always felt very safe and comfortable, except for that one night in 1997. I just. I didn't like that it, but it also kind of got me thinking, like, what the heck was that? And that's when I really started getting into the strange yeah. and unusual. Well, what do you what do you think it is? I mean, because I've, I've I mean, it's a pretty loaded question, kind of. But <laughs> yeah. I'm and especially because it, it just looked solid, like it wasn't wispy, like your classic what you think you a the ghost. ghost is, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, all all I can think of is because it, I've talked to other people about it and like what they think it was because it was a one time thing. It didn't happen over and over again. But because of like the movement of her just like walking into the hall or walking through the hallway and like not even stopping for my mom or anything, we think it was just like a weird residual thing that maybe the stars just aligned perfectly something was just right that for a split second she was able to walk through i was able to see her hmm. doing it and that's yeah. all i can think of because it didn't really feel intelligent other than her turning and looking at me but just, i don't know it drives me crazy just kind of a redundant yeah. energy pattern you know that maybe yeah. just had had popped up and that's been the theory for a lot of of what it is you know when when people claim to see these things i mean they have a they have a pattern they have a routine that traditionally you know there's some one-offs where attachments and everything which i don't know if you've heard those terms i'm sure you have in your yeah. you know in your travels but um yeah that that's amazing so you mentioned that so you had that experience when as you go through these things, as you, and, and we'll get in on your travels and other stuff, but we're on the spooky stuff. So we, I really want to, <laughs> I really want to talk about it. Cause I really, I love it. Um, I'm this the ghost Shane's guy. favorite. Thing. Yeah. The, I'm the ghost guy. <laughs> John's a UFO guy. And Josh is a, well, conspiracy and everything else guy. So, you I know, mean, we I, kinda I melt, like everything. You know? Yeah. I like everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But when it comes to, um, when it comes to when you, when you go to these sites and you go to these locations, do you feel you have a pretty good intuition? for what's around you? I, I, it's, it's a loaded question and I've got a loaded answer. <laughs> okay, so, <fair> so, <laughs> so I always say, I feel like I am as sensitive as a rock. I don't <laughs> feel like I pick up on anything. I don't think that I'm like sensitive or anything. Um, but I've had people that I've worked with and even friends that I know that they're like, no, like they're like, you do pick up on things. You do sense things, whether you, like it or not or whether you realize it or not i don't see it necessarily um 
since my brother passed away, I have noticed I've like seen and heard things more than I ever did in the 10 plus years before he passed away. And I did like ghost hunting and investigations. Um, but you know, to say like you're sensitive or you pick up on things. I, I don't feel like I do to the point where I can say that I do. That yeah. Fair enough. No, no, fair enough. And I, I know other people that are like that. I, I think that some people, you know, they kind of shut the doors of their mind's eye to it. Yeah. You know, if that makes sense. And they're like, Hey, well, no, you know, absolutely. If, if it doesn't bug me, I'm not going to bug it. You know, and they just kind of close that door. And then there's other people that have that door open. And, yeah. and that's when you're a little bit more intuitive for, for what's going on. But, uh, yeah, no, interesting. That, uh, yeah, that, that's amazing. Huh? Yeah. And I think, I think sometimes just, I'm of the opinion that like everybody has a little bit of psychic ability and, you know, maybe, maybe not like, you know, some in an insane amount or anything, but even if you're not trying to like tap into that, I feel like sometimes just you, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I think everybody's kind of has the psychic ability a little bit. And sometimes that seeps in whether you're searching for that or not. Yeah, it, can, it can even be like based off of like you're in the right place at the right time right. looking mm -hmm. for the right thing and you can pick up right. on something or tune into something that maybe you never have yeah. before and you never will again but for this yeah. one time you are and, and, yeah it's just yeah. like a radio dial you know like you're exactly. scanning 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 and you happen to hit that right station at that time and then it yep continues yeah 100 frequency yeah. there's something to be said about that so mm -hmm. Anyway, so do you like have a theory about like what ghosts are and where they come from? Do you think they're strictly spirits of dead people or do you think there's something else or I don't know. I've had this. I've had a, a drunken conversation about this. Yeah, everyone has. Um, but this was m several years ago before my brother got sick and passed away. I had this the theory um, that I've kind of like stuck with. So I don't know if that means anything, but basically in my drunken stupor, as I was debating this topic with someone, I basically came up with the idea that like the whole world is made up of threes, you know, like you have like the Holy Trinity, you have, mm -hmm. you know, e you know, even like water, steam and ice, you have things that come in groups of threes and yeah. In my head, I'm thinking, well, you could have the body, the spirit, and the soul. So, like, when you die, your body, that's it. It's, it's done. It, it was your vehicle to move around. Yeah. Um, your soul can return to whatever it is you dig. So, if it's, you know, heaven or hell, or maybe the universe, or you're reincarnated, or, you know, whatever it is that you put stock into, your soul does that. And then your spirit, which I feel like makes you you, that can attach to family members, that can be absorbed into like a residual mm. haunt, that can linger. Um, that's kind of what I've come up with. Um, again, I have no, I, I have no idea. <laughs> um, and yeah. I think, <clears throat> I don't think anyone really knows. Um, no. And I, I love having conversations like this with people just because... I want to know what other people think because I, I always, I always say like, there's no experts in the paranormal and there are no facts in the paranormal. We don't know anything. Thank you. Um, God, it's thank all, you. <laughs> Jesus. it's all, it, it's all just theory and stuff. So like my theory is no better or worse than anyone else's. 
but it's like I, I always want it to be like evolving and growing and changing. So mm. that's what I've got now. Even sober, I still kind of like it. <laughs> yeah. So I'll some stick of my, with it my best now. some of my best ideas I've came up with drunk. So I mean, <laughs> that's that's good. Um, one of my theories is I've I've always thought that maybe they could. I'm all about like interdimensional, and we're all. You know, we're on this level of plane and then six inches up, there's an entirely other world existing. And sometimes I think that maybe sometimes those dimensions kind of pass almost yeah. like the frequency, how we said. And uh, sometimes I'm like, well, maybe ghosts are, some of them are deceased, you know, our loved ones and deceased people and everything. And then maybe sometimes they're just people living on a different dimension that somehow kind of walk just, like, through our dimension. Through. Yeah. I've wondered if I'm a ghost sometimes, like if, even if I haven't known it, like I'm slipping through something and. Well, that could explain like deja vu. Like you could feel like I've already done this before. Well, maybe you did it somewhere else, you know, on, you know, maybe you did it up here, but now you're back down here and you're doing the same thing. And you're like, I remember doing this before already. I I wish my work thought I was a ghost. That would make things (laughs) so much better. So, <laughs> right. Anyway, um, we're going to take a quick commercial break, but we're going to recap back on to this conversation, which I think is great. And then we want to get into some of your locations too, because I, you know, we've looked on your blog and your website and, and it's really, really cool. All the places and you haven't broke them out to, to different regions and other, they even got an international thing on there, which I, <laughs> I, I think is neat. So if you want to just bear with us real quick, Amanda, we're going to go through on a break and then we'll, uh, we'll come back. Sounds good. All right. Stand by, everybody. Believe in UFOs? Felt that chill up your spine that you just can't explain? Contemplate the other side of reality? Do you shake your head at the world that seems to have lost its common sense? Well, look no further than Strange Uncles. Find them on all podcast platforms and call their hotline to tell your side of reality at 801-252-6945. Open the gates. And we're back. And again, we're here with uh, Amanda from Spook Eats. Um, We were in a kind of a fairly heavy conversation in regards to ghosts, I think in general. And, and I think you're really right. And some of that too, some of the theories that I hear and, and kind of my ideas and, and number one, first of all, thank you very much for calling out the experts that <laughs> nothing pisses me off worse than it's some, one of my biggest pet oh peeves. Oh my God. Some asshole <laughs> telling me, well, I've been an expert in this field for 20 years. You, 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 no, you have not. You don't know what yeah. you're doing yeah, over there. Then you don't know shit. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, that's that's a call out. And I think that's really something we call out in, in anything of the high strangers field, not just paranormal and ghosts, but, you know, UFOs and other things. Because there's there's no experts here. We're all trying to figure this out one way or another. And the theories yeah. come and combining and coming together, um, that's what's really the important thing. Um, but there's one that I had kind of piggybacking off what you said about um, spirits and, and dimensions like John had mentioned and other things, you know, I've met some people in my life that are, let's just say strong-willed, you know, they, they seem to have a soul about them that they either, number one, you hear the, the term, uh, you know, an old soul, you know, they've been through lives mm-hmm. over and over again, or they're just a very strong-willed person. And I find those people are the people that have attachments or they're the people that see things more often 
than the other people that just kind of go through life. Mm-hmm. And and I think maybe that frequency, as strong as it is, is able to dial into this other frequency. And and that kind of what makes that bridge, I guess, if that makes yeah. sense. Well, after <clears throat> after my brother passed away, I actually, for the longest time, I wrote letters to him um, just to kind of create kind of like a nightly routine for myself and to just kind of like keep a relationship going. Um, cause just because he physically wasn't here, I still wanted to like tell him about my day. And if I had questions, I wanted to ask questions. And one thing I came up with, um, again, I may or may not have been drunk when I did this, <laughs> um, <Fair>. was <laughs> it was, um, basically it was like a diagram and it was like a circle with a line through it. And I called it here and there. Um, because I was raised Christian. Um, so like heaven and hell was like ingrained in me and beaten into me. But like, as I got older, I was like, I don't know. I have a hard time thinking just because like, I'm some schmuck that was born in America, you know, and we like, grew up going to Bible, you know, Sunday school, I'm going to go to heaven. But the Dalai Lama, who is an infinitely better human being than I am, is going to hell because he was born in Tibet and Buddhism. You. Like that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um. So what I came up with was here and there when, you know, we're here in like the physical world or earth or whatever, you know, you have here and then there you're over there. Um, and I almost looked at it as like a circle that just like kept going with this line through it. So like when you're over there, you are whatever part of the universe or, you know, a certain kind of being you're, you're not born yet, or you've already been born. Um, and then you cross the line, you come over and you're born um, and then when you die, you cross the line again and you go back over there. And like, in my mind, I was like, you know, maybe it's an over and over sort of thing, you know, uh, believing in like, you know, past lives and stuff. is like a new concept for me. Again, I grew up, um, so ingrained in Christianity that this is like a big, huge no, no, but, um, it was kind of the sort of thing where it's like, if you go around and around and around, you meet people and you're like, this is your first time around, isn't it? Um, whereas like other people, you're like, you've been here before, you know, like, you know what you're talking about. Or like even explaining like soulmates where like you meet someone, you're like, I feel like I've known you my whole life. How is this possible? So just kind of like that idea. Hmm. Um, and even like people who are really strong willed and they know what they believe in and they know what they're talking about. They've been around before. So that's kind of like another drunken theory I've come up with. <laughs> you you keep saying these are drunken theories, but I really <laughs> like them. I personally, Thanks. so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sean, you're on mute. Yeah, I can't hear. Yeah, uh, can we get him on our side? <laughs> Shit, I muted it during the break, and I—we're all professional here, people. Welcome back. Thank you, thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm John. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I like that. That that actually makes a lot of sense. That's a cool theory. Uh, yeah, no, I I really like that a lot because I mean it. I don't know. It just makes so much sense. You you definitely have met that new person that's just like, what, what is going on? And yeah. then that person that's 20, that seems like they're 50 kind of, you know, like, yeah. And it's not even the maturity level, but it's kind of the way, like, I don't know. It's that old soul, new soul kind of thing. It's just, it's like a deep maturity. It's not necessarily like I pay my bills on time, but it's like, kind of like how you can tell somebody sees the world in a mature way. Yeah. I like that. Agreed. Cool. Yeah, I know. That's neat. That is really cool. That's I God, I love this conversation. Um, so I guess, and I don't know if you guys want to kick this off, but I, I from here I'm really curious on your travels. 
And so, you know, I, I guess I start like this. What makes you choose them? Like, is this something you just stumble on the internet? Are they recommendations from fans or friends or how does that work? Um, it's a little bit of both. Um, I travel a lot from New York over to Minnesota because my husband's family is over in Minnesota. So we do a lot of like back and forth between like those states. Um, mm. So a lot of times I'll just look up places along the way, along the path. Um, but we're also really big into traveling. Like every year we try to do a, like a national trip. And then the next year we try to do an international trip. Oh, cool. um, so whenever it's, we try, we don't always succeed. <laughs> this year has been shot to hell. Oh yeah. This, <laughs> no, 2020. This is, everybody look forward to 2020. This is we're all awesome. Taking, yeah. a mulligan. We're all taking yeah. a mulligan. <laughs> yeah. I was actually supposed to be down in Key West all of last week and I was supposed to come home today. So I was like, guys, we saved ourselves the heartache. We don't have to be depressed because we came home today. Like, yeah. we, well, just, we just I, never went. I, I hear it's okay to go to Florida because they're still doing business as usual. So you should have been fine. You know, the beaches yeah, are still crowded I mean, and, you know. So. I'd rather not die, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. um, You're so selfish. So, but, <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of times I do get recommendations from uh, my followers and a lot of times I'll do podcasts and stuff and I'll tell people like, if you have any recommendations, please let me know. I have a spooky bucket list that anytime someone recommends something to me, I write it down because I, odds are I'm going to make it there at some point. Um, you know, I have like a regular bucket list where it's like, visit all 50 states. And then the spooky bucket list is like, all right, where am I going to eat when I'm in said 50 states? <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, it's a little mixture of the two, a little bit of, the kind of like researching on my own, plus also getting recommendations from people. And then sometimes it's just, I happen to go into a place and I'll look around and I'll be like, this place is really freaking old. And then I'll ask, you know, the bartender or the waiter and I'll be like, is this place haunted? And like, then they'll just, the floodgates just open. They're oh, like, yeah. Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever ran into, so you talk about like how uh, you'll go into an older place and you ask if it's haunted. Have you ever run into on your travels like a newer kind of establishment that you can tell has been made in like, like let's say the past 20, 30 years? Um, have you run into any like haunted places kind of like that? Like, There's one place in particular that, yes, 100%. Most of the places I go to are very historic. They're old. As soon as you look at them, you're like, yeah, okay. Like I can see this is haunted. This makes sense, yeah. <laughs> exactly i can see it um there is a hotel it's literally at the end of my street um <laughs> that is one of the most haunted places in western new york where i'm from and it was only built in like the 1970s um i want to say like 1974 and there's been no tragedies no fires nothing that would like lead to a haunting um uh -huh. but there is a haunting it's basically haunted by a little girl named tanya um and like mm. she'll jump on people's beds she'll run up and down the halls people will see her down in the pool um so like she's there she's been actually like caught in photographs and stuff really? um but wow. yes um it's one of in in the book that i wrote i have two ghost pictures in there and she's one of them and i was super excited to track down the original photographer and like talk to him about it um but nobody knows who the heck tanya is um there was a theory for a while that she was uh the, the daughter of one of like the earliest 
inhabitants of the area. And, um, you know, there was terrible fire and little Tanya died. But like, according to historic records, like, that's not true at all. Like there, there was a fire, but like, there was no Tanya, like she wasn't born. She didn't die. Like, we don't know who she is. So it's one of those buildings where like, there's absolutely, I don't want to say no history to it, but there's really not a lot of history to it. But there's like Mm -hmm. this incredible ghost story that people still today, like report seeing Tanya. But did you look on the previous, like what was maybe was on that land prior or it was, it was the household of, it was the, the nice family or the niece family. I don't know how they pronounce it. It's spelled nice. Um, and he was, uh, uh, one of the founders of the communities. He had like a logging business. He had 10 kids. Um, but that was really, and like there were children that did die, but none of them were Tanya. Um, I don't even know where the name Tanya came from. If that's just like someone dubbed her that, or if they actually like got that somehow, um, I feel like Tanya uh, came about in the '90s. That sounds, for some reason, Tanya just sounds like such a '90s name. <laughs> like, like, a, like, like a side, <laughs> yeah, like a side ponytail type. Yeah, thing. yeah. I'm yeah. Tanya. I'm Tanya. Chewing <laughs> <laughs> exactly. gum or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So, but that's like it's one of those places where like nobody knows why it's haunted, but it is. So hmm. we'll just we'll is that the it. is that the hotel Cano Canot or no? That's um Hotel Caniat. A funky name. Funky name. Um, I that's knew not, I wasn't going to say that right. <laughs> that's okay. I only know, I grew up going to like the campground across the street, and I pronounced it wrong my whole life. And finally, <laughs> my mom was like, "Sweetie, you're saying it wrong." <laughs> um, I so feel that's a lot actually, better now. Yeah, no, it's not just you. That's actually down in Pennsylvania. This this mm. hotel has gone through so many hands. At the time of like the height of the haunting, like when it was like really famous, um, it was a Holiday Inn. Um, oh, oh. Hmm. now it's a Radisson. Um, we'll see what it is in the next few years. It's constantly changing. Weird. Um, yeah. So I don't even know. Do you want to take your, awesome. do you want to take your time right now and just promote your book real quick? I, I did stumble on it. Um, but you know, by all means, if you want to promote it, bring your title out, you know, so we can grab a hold sure. of it. Sure. Um, so I, it, it is called the Haunted Atlas of Western New York. Um, it's, um, Kind of like I describe it as like a tour guide or a roadmap to haunted locations. Um, I have gotten some negative feedback. That's not like enough ghost stories, but that's not the <laughs> point of it. Um, the point is it's an atlas, the haunted atlas. Um, it's got over 130 locations in it. Um, obviously, restaurants, bars, and hotels, because that's my thing. Um, but then also cemeteries and roads and old hospitals, hmm. um, hiking trails, different things like that. Um, there's um coordinates so you can actually find these places um walking and driving tours um and on the back is a spooky bucket list so you can kind of like <laughs> keep track of the places you've gone to um that's mr spooky's idea everyone loves it they're like that's the best part and i'm like that wasn't even me <laughs> <laughs> i'm so mad <laughs> um so i can't even take credit for that one um but but yeah, it was super fun to work on. Um, I've got like cryptids and unexplained phenomenon in there. Mm. So like basically anything weird in the area, I try to like cram it in there. Um, so my hope is that people will like take it and break the binding and take notes and like go on their own adventures. Get off your couch and stop watching the ghost hunting shows and go out and kind of explore it yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's awesome. Like you want to find your book just tattered and mud on it. And- yes. Yeah. Hundred percent. That's, cool. That's what I've said to people. I was like, if you drop it in the mud, you take a picture and you send it to me. Yeah. 
So do you prefer road tripping then as opposed to like flying? Um, flying is a great convenience when you can afford it. Um, yeah. However, Touché. I love road trips. <clears throat> um, my husband and I were obsessed with like kitschy roadside attractions. I'm obsessed with them. Um, so whenever we go on road trips, like we just like, we'll add an extra day. Cause we're like, well, we're going to be stopping at the world's largest sticker ball. So we'll see <laughs> on the other side. Um, so I prefer road trips just because you're more likely to stumble upon something that you would not see if you were flying over. Um, so that's just me. It takes a hell of a lot longer, but yeah. I think you get more out of it in the long run. So I lucked out. I, I married someone who um, not only I, I kind of like, which is cool. That's um, good. Yeah, Just right? kind of. <laughs> I kind of love her to death. But she loves what I love when it comes to traveling. You know, the same thing, ghost towns and these old historic places and the same thing. I'm assuming, I'm hoping that your husband is similar because <laughs> if he's not, that's awkward to be on the road for six hours. But, you know. No, I've beaten it into him. No. <laughs> um, actually, Good. before yeah, before we ever even met, he told me because like when I first started doing this, I was like, "Is this okay? Like, is this like, is this okay with you? Do you like it? What are you, you are you gonna leave me because I'm not exactly <laughs> like this is not what you signed up for." Um, <laughs> but he actually was like, "Oh no! When I was in college, we used to go to like cemeteries and shit." And like, you know, we would like bring the girls with us and like do an EVP session. And the fact that he knew what an EVP session was right away, I was like, like boom. yes, done. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, we would try to like scare the girls we were with. So they would like cling to us and we would like be like, oh, did you see that? So I was like, what a okay, player. We like, what a player. <laughs> I know. So I was like, okay, cool. So you want to come with me to the cemetery and take pictures? <laughs> Because so, he's going to be luckily, clinging on you. You're going to be the one that's going to scare him. It's going to be completely exactly. vice versa. Exactly. I'll protect him. Don't worry. <laughs> There's a, I always wanted to stop at the, the spam museum in Minnesota, but we never, we never did. We never did. I drive that by is, it all the time. I'm like, Oh, the spam museum. Let's go. But, that's literally in his hometown. Oh, really? So, oh, yes. Oh yes. man. I was always vetoed. Uh, my, my, my vote always no. got, my favorite out. is like they walk around with platters and there's spam with a pretzel in it. So you can like God. take it and eat it like uh, it's fancy. Platters of spam. I've been missing out my whole life. Oh, oh yeah. There's a whole a Monty dream. Python exhibit and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love I love there. spam, but I was always too poor to have it in Montana. So it was more of a delicacy than than anything. Ooh. So you know, <laughs> the, delicacy, yeah. the spam. Yeah, that. <laughs> so um when you talk about regions, so you cover a lot, and actually it's really cool. So those of you, spookeats.com, by the way, um, you go on there and you, you you break things up to like West and region, international. If you had to choose a region that is just the most eclectic or the coolest to you, is there one over another or is it just kind of laid out equally? I mean, I don't think I can fairly answer that just because I'm from the Northeast and I've been to more places in the Northeast than anywhere else. Um, but if I ha had to answer, I, I would just say the Northeast, just because the, at least not including, you know, native history, mm -hmm. the history, like the, the European history um, is so much older than right, other right. parts of the country. So 
you know, you go to places and they're like, this building was built in, you know, 1690. And you're like, wow, that's really old. Um, Whereas like other places, even by like me in Western New York, like the oldest building, I think is like 1804, Um, which even again, by today's standards, we're like, wow, wow, that's really old. Then you go like overseas and they're like, this building was built in the 1300s. And you're like, (laughs) oh, damn. Like all of England. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um, I would have to say New England just because that's where I'm from. That's where I travel the most. Mm -hmm. Um, But maybe that'll change once I'm able to like get out of my house and travel again. (laughs) So Lord willing. Yeah, right. Hopefully soon, maybe. Hopefully. I mean, the the Northeast is a great place for the paranormal. You have your Bridgewater Triangle, the Hudson Valley. Oh, yeah. Like Those are all places that I really want to. I've been through there, but I've never done any type of paranormal yeah. looking up in the sky activity. Actually stopping and like getting your claws into it. Yeah, it's always mm-hmm. driving from like New York City to like uh, Worcester or something. Like, yeah. Immediately. Yeah, but um, so I have a weird random question that has nothing to do with <laughs> I knew the paranormal. It. I knew it. Okay. Uh, so you say you, you've driven a lot, road trips and everything. Do you have a favorite truck stop and or I know you're from the Northeast, so do you have a favorite? Uh, we'll say gas station. If if you're gonna say sheets or. Uh, <laughs> flying jays or whatever is my my favorite gas station not even a competition and it's not in the northeast and it kills me to say it i love quick trip quick <laughs> trip quick trip quick is trip. great I love that's a good answer that i love quick answer. trip my, okay. the first time i went to a quick trip i was like what is this and my husband's like oh it's, it's from minnesota don't you know and i yeah. was just like this is amazing so now every time they like get past like chicago we're like we need a quick trip where are they where are they oh. i know they're here <laughs> great yes i i know that's a random question but quick trip no. is a good uh yeah i love it i love I've, it i've driven all across the country too so I, i've got my that's why that's what i thought i'm like there's always those weird gas stations <laughs> or like truck stops that you're like, fuck yes, there's a TA coming up. That's yep. right. Which, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so happy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm a quick trip nerd. I love quick trip. <laughs> That's a good answer. I respect that answer. <laughs> good. So th- this episode is about you, obviously, you know, because you were so, you know, gracious to come on board. But just so you know, some background, John actually used to be uh, in a fairly famous band. So he traveled quite a lot around the country just, so he knows he's just shaking his head now he was. you're so <laughs> modest you know we we all traveled i was a navy guy and john was a band guy so did josh do some uh, tour managing trips and so we you know we kind of been around the the at least the country you know some of us around the yeah. world um when you talk about international and you know you said sometimes you get a chance to do it sometimes you don't what's on your bucket list for international i'm i'm, I'm just curious so, n- like, I have tons that are not spooky, but that's boring. We're not going to talk about that. Um, so, <laughs> my spooky places, I have, like, my top three that I want to get to. Um, I just was in Scotland over the summer, and oh. we were in Edinburgh for, like, two or three days. And, unfortunately, they were filming Fast and the Furious 8,642. <laughs> I know. Um, so, the Royal Mile was, like, shut down and stuff, and you couldn't even walk along it. Um, so I want to get back to Edinburgh and back into the Edinburgh vaults. I was there for about a half hour, not even an hour. Um, and it was just really freaky. My dad had an experience there and he's like the skeptic to end all skeptics. 
Um, so when he had an experience, that kind of made me really happy. So I want to get back to the Edinburgh vaults. Um, my husband has been to Romania and he's been to Dracula's castle oh, without God, I'm yeah, so jealous. Without oh. me, without me. So you I'm gotta go there back. still. Exactly. Um, this was like six years ago now, and I'm still probably seven years ago. Still bitter, so we gotta go back there. Um, and then you mentioned mm -hmm. it before, the suicide forest in Japan. I've wanted to go there freakishly since I was like a teenager, like 12 or 13. I don't know why I even knew about it. Um, but I just, I would love to get there. So those are like my top three that I want to do. That, that is awesome. Uh, and you know, not only, so for the listeners too, um, we just got done research. I spent about two weeks researching the suicide forest. Um, I would, I spent three years in Japan and as dumb as it sounds, I was like right next to the forest, uh, touring Mount Fuji and didn't even know that it existed like, like a big dummy. So I never had a chance to go in, but it really is kind of amazing. So we actually have a, an episode, possibly a two-parter, that's going to be um, all about the suicide forest and uh, just a very weird, there's different sides to it, you know, completely. So, you know, if Amanda, you know, you, you care, look for that coming through, you know, you can find us Absolutely. and we'll have that on there. But um, we're going to take another quick break uh, and then we're going to wrap up with you. We have a few other questions and then again, thanks for your time. But if you don't mind standing by, that'd be awesome. Sounds good. All right. If you like podcasts and you like science, come on, baby, listen to us. Oh my god, is that good? <laughs> yeah, that was that was epic. Listen to the Mad Scientist podcast on all of your iTunes and other listening things. I'm your host, Chris Cogswell, here with my co-host Marie Mayhew, and we sing, we sing, we sing a lot. We sing for science. Yes. We talk about science. We talk about history. We talk about ghosts and monsters and UFOs and things. And it's a lot of yeah. fun. So come learn about yes. ghosts and UFOs and physics and chemistry <laughs> and a little bit of biology. And about economic collapse. On the Mad Scientist Podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> so there's that. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, and again, we're with, uh, we're with Amanda from Spook Eats. Um I asked about the international thing, and and I'm sorry, guys. Do you have any other questions? Because I feel like I'm I'm just enthralled with. Your oh, I've got life. a million. Yeah, I've got a million, but we'll just you let said... it go organically. If some of them don't get asked, you know, it's, it's fine. We'll just yeah, uh, thank right. You said that uh, your dad had an experience in the vaults in Edinburgh. Um, have you ever had an experience on any of your investigations or any of your trips? Um, I have. I'm jealous that my dad had one in the Edinburgh vaults. Um, most, <laughs> most of my damn it, dad. Have, I know. And I'm like, it was wasted on him. He doesn't even appreciate this. <laughs> um, um, but um, ah. I've had a, I know I've had a few experiences again, not that many. Um, I, again, I don't think I'm very sensitive and I don't pick up on things enough. Um, but um, there's um, two places in Western New York that I have had experiences that have really stuck with me. Um, the first is Iron Island Museum. Um, it's relatively well known. It was on an episode of Ghost Hunters years ago, and it's actually coming up on an episode of Portals to Hell. 
Oh, um, it's wow. like the next episode that's supposed to come out. I think like April 30th. Is that like Jack Osborne's show, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it yeah, is. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, so, Wait, um, but, hold on. Yes. Jack Osborne has a show called Portals to Hell. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he um, does. Yeah. Oh, eh. is it just like season one or has this been out for a while? No, this is season two season now. Season two. So. See, oh, I keep shit. up on these. I don't really watch them, but at least I know. God, am I it's dating surprisingly myself? That's a real, like, it's a good show. Like, it's especially like nowadays, there's like yeah. so many shows where you're like, this is awful. Like, I can't do this. Yeah. Um, This one is better. It's not really. It's, it's good. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, okay. Right. compared to, compared to other things that are out there um <laughs> sure. so um but while i was at this museum um i worked closely with the owner um i in when i'm not hunting ghosts i own an escape room and oh, i was putting in yeah i'm super cool like that <laughs> Calm down. Um, yeah um and so for a fundraiser back at around halloween time we were doing a, uh, an escape room in iron island and i was putting it in for her and at one point she was like, we have to go. Are you okay with being here by yourself? And I was like, uh, yeah, I guess so. And she's like, well, you're not afraid. And I was like, well, should I be? <laughs> like, you know something I gonna, don't know? Yeah. Like, is anything going to happen? Like, I know the place is haunted, but Jesus. <laughs> um, so um, she left. And while I was working on stuff, um, there's this mirror. I hate mirrors. Like my husband makes fun of me because I just, I, I hate them. They freak me out. But there's this huge mirror. Um, on the opposite side of the room that they called the chapel. And um, while I was working on stuff, it looked to me like it was like a shadowy thing. I'm not going to say it was like a shadow person, but it was like a shadowy thing from like the waist up. And it looked like it was like dripping out of the mirror. Oh. I, I hate mirrors now. Like you can't don't. I, have have, have I, you ever seen Prince of Darkness? Because if you didn't hate up. mirrors before Prince of Darkness. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I've always, I hate, I hate him so much. Like every time like there's, I'm watching anything and there's a mirror. I'm like, I hate mirrors so much. <laughs> like, ugh, it just, it kills me. So that was the one thing that happened where I was like, screw this, I'm out. And I kind of like walked briskly back to like the safe area in the kitchen. And he like kept working on stuff for the escape room in there. Um, I would the, be mowing over like old ladies. And <laughs> yeah. like, I was alone. I was alone. Out of the way, in this place. <laughs> out of the way. You don't understand. <laughs> um, the other place that I've had tons of experiences is a local theater. Um, it's called the ghost light theater. It's in Western New York. I've been a member of it for uh, 15 years now. It's terrible to admit that. Um, <laughs> I feel so old. Um, but my family and I, we like grew up there like doing stuff. And, um, my brother grew up there. He was in shows and he would help build sets and he called it his bet, like the biggest playground ever. It was just like a oh, clubhouse cool. to him. That's cool. After, he, yeah, after he passed away, we did a ghost hunt there for kind of like a fundraiser. And in my head, I was thinking to myself, like, you know, if he would be anywhere in the universe right now, he would be here. I'm here. My parents are here. His best friend was there. Um, so it just like was kind of like, put it into my head like you know maybe maybe he's here with us and i this is the only time i've ever done anything like this just because i feel like it's a slippery slope to try to like communicate with loved ones just because you could like become obsessed with doing it and you don't necessarily know exactly who you're talking to there's no way to exactly. confirm it exactly um but this one time it was just kind of like popped into my head like let me just let me just see 
So I was walking around and I was doing an EVP session and that's all I'm ever successful with. I don't ever capture anything in photographs. I only get EVPs ever. So I was going through and I was just, I was down in the basement and I was like, dude, if you're here, just let me know that you're okay. That's all I need to know that you're okay. If you're okay, I'm okay. And obviously at the time I didn't know I captured it, but um, while I was down in the basement, I got an EVP that sounded like his voice when he was about 11. And it's, it says crystal clear. I'm fine. Like you can hear an echo and everything. And I was like, that's amazing. Um, Fast forward, my one girlfriend, she comes up to me at the end of the night and she was like, I don't want to upset you. And I was like, what are you talking about? Well, then don't say that. Don't start like that. I know. I was like, this is, (laughs) I'm upset. (laughs) Um, And she holds her phone up to me and she's like, I think I got a picture of Jed, my brother. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she showed me this photo and it was, it's mind boggling. It actually is almost like a carbon copy of a family photo that we had from like his first day of school when he was about 10 or 11. I mean, it's identical. He has a green shirt on. You can see his backpack. He's like long, brown, shaggy hair. Like it looks just like him. And she got it in the exact same location that I got the EVP. Oh, wow. That's that's on your website, right? That's Yes. I, I think I saw that. Um, I'm not sure in which section, but that's, that is on your website, right? Yes. Okay. Um, and I just, it was the coolest thing because just getting the EVP would have been amazing. Just getting the photo would have been amazing, but to get them like both the same night in the same Together. place was just really cool to me. Um, well, and doesn't so, that too make you kind of substantiate your research and what you're doing and, and kind of bringing that together? I mean, that, that's got to kind of yes. be a relief of some sort, right? It's, it's the only relief that I've really gotten. Um, I don't get relief from anything else. And I said to my mom afterwards, I was like, if I never capture anything else ever, that's enough for me. This is it. Yeah, this is it. It's all I need. So, and it, it, it's helped other people too. Like when I've talked to other people and like, they kind of like hem and haw, like, Oh, well, you know, like spirits or ghosts or whatever. Um, and I'll like, I'll, sh- I have the picture on my phone and I'm like, can I show you something? Is this okay? And it just always brings them a weird sense of peace also. So, and I always say to myself, like, if that's all that Spooky Eats does is like help people find answers for themselves, whether it's through like that photo or the EVP or by just going to these places that I put up on my blog, job done. done. I'm, I'm yeah. thrilled. Yeah. You know, and, and what's so cool about that is that, um, I, I, maybe this just is me spitballing, but it really shows we love this. I mean, this is something that I've been into the paranormal for as long as I can remember. I mean, my mom was into it. She would tell me stories like it's just been forever. And then of course I met John and then Josh and, and I started this podcast about a year before, before I met them. And, but just the, the love for what's going on and the passion. And, and that's, what's really cool because I see that coming across with you and how you look at things and, and it's real, I guess as dumb as that sounds. Unlike everything else, I think people are so encapsulated with these shows and these other things out there. And, and, you know, like I said before, I see them too. I watch them too. At least I try them. But at the same time, just to have that surreal thing, that's kind of cool. You know, so I thank you for that. I think that's awesome. What, what, uh, what's next? I mean, if you got to look, you keep talking about a bucket list and where, you know, what you already have on your website, what, what's this (laughs) aside from 2020? Uh, oh yeah (laughs) what's 2021 like what do you have lined up for the future so my next big project that i'm 
poking. I keep poking at Mr. Spooky. It's like, we have to do this. We should do this. We should do this. I want to do um, a book similar to the Haunted Atlas, um, a travel guide for haunted restaurants, bars, and hotels along Route 66. Oh, I want to nice. do that so bad. It's on my regular bucket list to drive Route 66. Let me know um, if you need a driver because yeah. I'm, I'm on part of it. That's awesome. Um, so, and so I'm like, two birds, one stone. Like, let's do this. So that's my big goal for 2021 is to be able to do that. While I'm stuck in quarantine, I've been working on children's books, like spooky children's books, mm, um, nice. because you can like just pump them out like that. Um so, but like my next like big kid book, big kid project um, <laughs> is definitely Route 66. If everything goes according to plan and this virus goes away. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, yeah, different different world we're in. That's, that's for sure. But that's awesome. Yeah. That is absolutely awesome. I'd love to see something like that. So. Um, I had a question. So I was reading, going through your blog and everything, and you talk about Robert the Doll. And I've never even heard of that. And I hate the name immediately. <laughs> like, fuck that so much. I don't, I don't even know what the name is, but Robert the doll can kiss my ass. But, um, <laughs> but I want to know what, what is even the story from that. Um, so basically, Robert the doll, he um, is down in Key West, Florida. Um, basically, kind of like the quick story in a nutshell. Back at the turn of the 20th century, there was this kid who got this life-size doll. Um, some say it was made out of like human skin. I don't know if that's true or not. I doubt that it's true. Yeah. Um, I highly doubt it. I pray to sure. God that it is not true. Uh, I, I pray uh, to God as well. That yeah. Um, but basically, um, he, supposedly um, he got it from uh, be his bohemian nanny. And after she was fired, she put a voodoo curse on this doll. Of course she so did. It's, of course she did. It's basically like the real life Chucky um, where this doll would come to life and do things. And anytime something would go wrong in the house, the kid would say, Robert did it. I didn't do it. Robert did it. Um, mm. And like, he would keep doing this until he was like a grown ass man and married. And he would still blame Robert. Like he would be talking to his wife and his wife would be like, well, why did you break you know, my best plate. And he'd go, oh, I didn't do that. Robert did that. Um, Weird. So, and like the doll would move all around the house. Um, eventually it was like locked up in the attic and people would report seeing it moving from window to window. Um, so it just became like Ugh. this thing. Um, eventually it was moved to the East Martello Museum. Um, and like, that's where he is now. And like, even like the staff there, they're like, oh yeah, like he'll go missing sometimes. And then like, he'll come back and the bottom of his feet are dirty. Um, like he just like goes out for walks and it's the sort of thing where if you go to see him and you want to take a picture with him, you have to ask his permission because if you don't, something bad will happen. And like that something bad varies from like your camera breaking to like you dying. Yeah, um, so, there's so, like this huge range of things. Like people have written them being like, "Robert killed my mom," and it's just it's geez. freaky. Th this is um, a little worse than Annabelle. Though. It's like, hey, Robert, you mind if I get a picture with you? It's like, <laughs> I just, I've I've been to him twice now, and just a slow. I, I yeah, right, just a slow <laughs> nod. Um, I I when I first heard about him, I was probably like ten or eleven, and I was on a ghost tour. 
and we went to the artist's house, which was the original house. And I remember they showed a picture of his face and it haunted me for the next 10 years of my life. That Until bad? I was too, oh my God. I was petrified that night at like, I was like wow. 10 or 11. I slept in my parents' room on the floor, left my brother like in the room by himself. Like, bye, good luck, have fun. <laughs> um, I, had, I had no mercy for anything. I was petrified. And like, <clears throat> even at like 20 years old, I would have like these thoughts in my mind of like, oh my God, if I open my eyes right now, Robert the doll is going to be standing at the foot of my bed. Like, this was, like, what was going on in my head. I was haunted by this doll. And eventually, I think I was 21 when I finally went to the museum. And I, like, faced my fears. And I saw Robert. And I was like, I can do this. And since then, I've kind of become, like, a Robert the Doll fangirl. Um, <laughs> Not probably just thing. to, like, preserve my life. <laughs> I'm still afraid of him. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I love you. Cool. I love you. I, I just, I just know the... Now that I know that Robert the doll, like just that phrase, I'm legitimately terrified now. I, I hate it so much. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. Now much, that I even yeah. know this whole story, it doesn't it doesn't make me feel any unless settled. And you know what? Fire so all you. the people that just, just said, oh, yeah, he disappears and comes back with mud on his feet. What, what the fuck were you doing when that happened? Where were you? <laughs> Are you paying attention? Because we have an issue here. Yeah, that that's problem number one amongst everything like, else. This is like Toy Story after dark. Exactly. That's yeah, crazy. It's so. it's freaky. Like I still like I've been there at night on like investigations and stuff. And I always say to myself, I'm like, I swear to God, if he moves, like I'm 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 out. I'm done. Oh. Like I'm not brave. I'm not proving anything. <laughs> I'm pissing my pants and I'm running away. Holy shit, I would die. <laughs> I would die. Like a grown woman. What's wrong with yeah. your pants? What? <laughs> Nothing. Don't judge me. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, has there ever been any place you've been that you you would just not go back to? Uh, honestly, I not off the top of my head. There's mm. been there have been places where I've gone that I've had a horrible human interactions, mm. and I will never go back. Sure. Um, but I've never been to a place that I've felt so unsettled and threatened that I wouldn't go back. I've never felt threatened any place. I've been freaked out, but that's kind of like the point. Like you go for like, kind of like that adrenaline rush. Right. Sure. Right. Um, I've never felt threatened in any way. Um, I mean, obviously that could change, you know, depending on where I visit in the future. Yeah, stay away from Robert the doll and you'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> so far, so good with him. Hey, no. <laughs> so, but yeah, the, uh, more so with just different people I've had to work with in the past that I'm just like, you know what? It's not worth the headache. It's not worth it. There are so many other places that I love to go to and that I want to go to. So I'm not even going to waste my time. Is it bad that we're more afraid of humans than we are the other thing that most people are afraid of? I, I just find that odd for the most part. You know, humans are kind of awful. Humans, humans are, are kind of garbage. Awful. Yeah. 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 For the most part. Very few will I count. 100%. <laughs> um, so your blog and kind of your research kind of revolves around, we'll, we'll say ghosts for lack of a better term or whatever. Um, is there any other realm of the paranormal that you, you, you enjoy, you like kind of or into enjoy or, or focus yeah. on or. I love cryptids. Mm. Um, and that's one thing that always bothers me because I do research cryptids. Um, 
you know, part of my book, a good portion of it was these local cryptids that I didn't even know existed before I started, you know, researching them. Um, but like once I kind of opened that door, <laughs> that was a mistake. And it kind of just like <laughs> barged open and I absolutely love it. And the thing that kills me, and it's one of my pet peeves about just like the paranormal community in general, is that like whenever you say the paranormal, people only think of ghosts and haunted yes, places. Thank you. They don't yeah. they don't think of unexplained phenomenon and cryptids and even like ufo sightings like this is all paranormal it's outside of the realm of understanding we don't know what it is therefore it's paranormal um so like whenever i tell people like oh like do you have a paranormal podcast like i'll have people who have cryptid podcasts and they're like oh no we don't and i was like yes you do (laughs) like and i know what i'm talking about let me come on and talk to you so So I love cryptids. I find it so interesting. That was honestly probably I was probably interested in cryptids before I ever got interested in ghosts and haunted. Really? Places. Yeah. Yeah. I was a little kid and I got a book out of the dollar store, which was all about <laughs> cryptids. It was nice. It was like, I mean, it wasn't real leather, but it was like black leather bound with like gilded pages and stuff. Ooh. It was super nice. And I I devoured it. I ate it up. I loved it. Um, so like when people don't include cryptids in the paranormal and they think I'm just like the haunted house girl, like I'll take it, I'll take it and run, but there's other things I'm interested yeah, in. Yeah. I think, I yeah. think I'm, I'm a person that just is obsessed with anything unexplainable, yeah. anything that no one can tell, no one can be an expert on. No one can tell you exactly what it is. Yeah. And I think cryptids ufos ghosts all that falls under the same umbrella really yeah well, i think it's all aspects of the yeah. same phenomenon basically yeah and i think but, too we we tend to to use or i do at least and on this podcast we do where we we don't not that we don't use paranormal because that word is there but words like high strangeness and 14 mm-hmm. and, and these other ones that kind of take place of that because they help explain that umbrella of everything a little bit better yeah. Because of just, I think the stigma of what that that word, and you're absolutely right. You're running into a lot of people. Oh, you're a goat. Well, no, you know, we a little bit more than that. I mean, there's yeah. some there's some things out there, and this is what we're looking at. But um, but we are so we're looking at the time. I guess you know. Do you well, guys have on, any more Shane. questions? Hold on. I, I'm hold on. saying, if you have any more questions, yeah, we'll, <laughs> let's fucking hold on there. Okay, we're just uh, getting decrypted, Shane. Yeah, we're just getting into cryptids. I don't want to take any more of your time, Amanda, if you got to go, but I do have, I do have, now that we're talking about cryptids, I do have to ask, what is your favorite cryptid? So my favorite cryptid, and I've gotten like people like looking at me weird and I pronounce, I pronounce it wrong. So I'm trying to pronounce it right. I love the hodag or the hodog from Wisconsin. I love that thing. It's so freaking ugly. Like I it's, it's from Rhinelander, Wisconsin. It, it was a hoax technically it's not even a real cryptid if that's mm-hmm. even uh i don't even know if that's if that's a thing <laughs> yeah sure. <laughs> no, I... <laughs> um i love the hodog though the hodag um i yeah being I from wisconsin I... i'm sure it's called the hodag the hodag yeah, yeah you yeah. betcha yeah oh, oh you betcha yeah <laughs> um, the hodag will get you yeah, I, I just, I love him. He's so cute. He's so, uh, like, he's so freaking ugly and he knows that he's ugly and he gets emotional over the fact that he's ugly. I actually, okay. one of my children's books that I um, am working on right now is a cryptid ABC book. Um, uh-huh. that I just finished writing it and I'm working on the illustrations right now for it. And of course, H is for Hodog, um, or Hodag. Uh-huh. 
Um, so, but I absolutely love it. The other one that was really freaking weird that I did research on for my book, um, it's called the Sherman beast. And it's, as I'm like reading the description of it, they're like, oh, it might be an albino Bigfoot, blah, 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 blah. And then someone who actually saw it, they were like, no, it was a giant ass sloth. Like it was a giant sloth that like was like eight feet tall i was like what the hell and like doing more research i was like a lot of people have seen these things most recently as 2015 these giant albino sloths in western yeah in western new york where i'm like that's not a thing what do they move super slow like sloths also so basically it describes as like they will like move on their like all fours fairly like quicker than a sloth because sloths are like painfully slow. Uh. Um, but if they're like threatened, they'll stand on their hind legs, kind of like a grizzly bear. Um, it's weird. And like the more research I was doing, they were like, oh, it's similar to a Mopinguari from South America. Again, I probably am pronouncing that wrong. Cause I just read these things. I don't, You're I, don't fine. I never hear them pronounced. <laughs> we we um, do that often. So that's yeah. yeah. Um, so like that was another weird one where I was like, just like a regular sloth in Western New York is pretty weird. But then like a giant albino sloth, that's, that's strange. <laughs> that steps wow. it up just a tad. That's <laughs> I've never bit. even, I've never even heard of, I think either of those I've heard of the, no, I some type of like dog man in Wisconsin. Is that the same thing as the, the hodag. The hodag. The hodag. <laughs> oh gosh, no. darn it. The hodag. I forgot the, about that one. The hodag. No, oh, the hodag. Geez. It's kind of if you like if you just like look it up really fast. It's like the symbol of Rhinelander, Wisconsin. Um, like they have like a giant plexiglass statue of one. They kind of look like a really ugly lizard with like a pig face. They're really hmm. ugly. And I love it. Yeah. Hang on. One second. Let me oh, see. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for it. <laughs> Technology at its finest. Yes, yeah. multitasking. I'm impressed. <laughs> I, 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 I'm trying to get, get it so it'll I just... Would feel, so the first image that pops up, I would feel badass if this is my animal. Yeah. <laughs> like, like uh, I want to go to junior high and just be like, what's up now, everyone? <laughs> they, got put the me, they put me into this, a locker. That's what we're talking about, right? Yeah! the hodag yeah yeah. wow i love it i like that i like crazy that is crazy i mean us on this side you know we're really close to the skinwalker ranch you know it's like three hours away from where we're at and so that's our fascination you know which obviously has a little bit of everything but the cryptid portion is part of that too you know with the giant wolves and the shape-shifting and and everything else so um yeah i mean that that's something that's straight up our alley i'll tell you so (laughs) Um, is there anything else that you want to promote or like, do you have your, you know, the Twitter and Facebook and anything you want to throw out there? Sure. Um, so like mentioned before, my website is spookyeats.com. Um, it's spelled S P O O K E A T S. It's spook eats, not spooky eats. Spooky. It's trying to be a pun. It's just not successful. <laughs> I feel like you've uh, ran into this problem. Everyone calls me spooky eats and I'm like, Oh man, I'll just take it. At least they're talking uh, about me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so spooky. Eats, and then on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, it's just at spooky. Eats. nice and easy. Um, so I'm constantly on there. Cause I'm 
30 and I'm quarantined and I don't have anything better to do with my time. So yeah, yeah I'm always on. <laughs> well, first of all, you know, thank you for your time because I mean, like I said, it, it's really cool to have people on and somebody in, in your, just everything that you're doing. Your blog is great. All the research you do is there and great. We're going to follow it. And I, I've got your book on order. I just haven't, uh, haven't got around to it yet with this whole, you know, virusing happening. Yeah. You know, more important priorities. Um, but you know, whenever you want to come back on or do anything or whatever we can do for you, please, by all means, you know, let us know. Um, oh, absolutely. Anytime yeah. you guys want to have me, I'll be, I'm not doing anything right now. Are, are you sure after you, <laughs> after an hour, what are you us? doing tomorrow at 7 p.m.? <laughs> right, right, right. Not a damn thing. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we're in a part eight with Amanda from Spooky. Uh, part eight. So. <laughs> anyway, well, I mean, we did just barely touch on cryptids. We haven't even gone that Yeah. Long, so, right. I mean, Oh, there's so much, there, there's so much stuff. As one there. door closes, another door opens, you know? There you go. <laughs> oh, you're so poetic, John. That's Channeling awesome. my mom right there. Yeah. <laughs> that is too cool. <laughs> well, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this so episode. If you want to stay on uh, Zoom with us, we'll wrap up the podcast portion of it. And uh, and again, Amanda, thank you for your time and and awesome for, for all your adventures. Me. So Thank you so much. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. All right, close the gates, guys. <laughs> You've been listening to a fourth-hand production.